I want to talk to you a little bit about Echelon. Uh, I know my New Year's resolution last year was to get into shape, but this time I mean it. I remember that yeah, resolution. This time I mean it. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually, both Tanya and I are, yeah, I'm going to be I'm gonna be in a bikini by this time next year. Glenn, no, you wait, could that's get in her shape. goal. Okay, yeah, I was okay, going to say, yeah. you don't <laughs> need to wear a bikini yeah, even anyway. if you get into shape, <laughs> just so you're aware. Anyway, uh, Echelon is an affordable way to get the workout equipment, the workout community, and instructor's motivation right in the comfort of your own home. You can buy a different bike or a different instrument, but I've got to tell you, you'll pay way too much. Right now, for a limited time, you can get the fitness equi- equipment that you want, Echelon, at the price that is amazing. You can get up to $800 off the sticker price. To get the exclusive discount, text BECK to 81818. Text BECK to 81818 to get up to $800 off the sticker price. Text BECK 81818. These make for absolutely incredible Christmas gifts. If you know somebody that really wants to uh, stay in shape and wants one of those really expensive bikes, don't pay all of that money. Get the same thing uh, at an incredible price. Echelon. Welcome to the uh, program. Uh, Joe Biden came out uh, last week on the supply chain and said, Santa Claus. Well, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about the supply chain and the price of gasoline. In 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, there is the price of gas, and then also there's the price of keeping your car on the road. Uh, you put on the miles on your car, and it wears it down over over time. The weather comes in and hits you really hard. This is the worst time for car repairs right now. You, your car has a hard time adjusting uh, to uh, the weather, and that changeover is really, really difficult on cars. If you don't have a warranty and something goes wrong, geez, God forbid it's a chip. If you don't have a warranty, how long? Just think of this. How long is it going to be that your car is in the shop waiting for that part? Imagine just what it's going to cost you in the car rental alone, let alone the actual fix. CarShield is the best defense against costly repairs that could put a deep freeze on your plans and your finances big time. CarShield.com slash Beck. CarShield.com slash Beck. Save 10%. CarShield.com slash Beck. Deductible may apply. Hang on. I need to I need the music for the president of the No, no, no. 
already have a grandkid or some hot little kid sitting on my lap. <laughs> Biden came out uh, last week. Okay, enough. Biden came out last week and talked about um, the uh, supply chain and said it's not going to be a problem. Well, let me just tell you, the Food and Drug Administration is now warning that the supply chain bottleneck is threatening the availability of over 100 pharmaceutical products. According to the website, the agency has asked manufacturers to evaluate their entire supply chain, including active pharmaceutical ingredients, finished dosed forms, and any components. Yeah, they're saying that there might be some shortage on of heart medications, antibiotics, and cancer drugs. But other than that, Santa Claus is coming to town. This is this is what Biden said. If you've watched the news recently, you might think the shelves in all our stores are empty and parents won't be able to get presents for their children on the holidays. But here's the deal. No joke. For the vast majority of the country, that's not happening. Seriously. Because of the actions of the administration that we've taken in partnership with business and labor retailers and grocery stores and Now, I can't promise everybody's going to get the gift they want on time. Only Santa Claus can keep that promise. I also can't promise you that you can get your cancer treatments or your, uh, you know, or your your blood pressure medicine or heart medicine. Because, well, it's not happening. Okay. Um, I think maybe we should start taking things seriously. Has this government done anything to protect our critical infrastructure? The first thing we should have done after COVID was, hey, we're going to make sure that medicine is available here, that we actually make some critical ingredients for medicines. We didn't do it. Now, instead, we made sure that we have critical infrastructure in case there's ever a war. We have a strategic oil reserve, except let's open it up for gasoline because, well, we shut down all the pipelines and gas is getting really, really pricey. So let's open up the strategic oil reserves and make the price go down 1.8 cents, not two cents, 1.8 uh, when are we going to replace that in our strategic oil reserves? I want to talk to uh, I want to talk to Tim Stewart. He is the president of the U.S. Oil and Gas Association. Hi, Tim. How are you? Glenn, good morning. It feels like 1973 all over again, doesn't, doesn't it? it? It's, it's crazy. crazy. So for, hang on. Full disclosure. Uh, Tim is the brother of uh the guy who runs my ranch listen to this that you want to talk about a family the guy who runs my ranch who also happens to be he was a full bird bird colonel was he not in the air force he was yeah 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 uh your brother your other brother is a federal judge and your other brother your other brother is a congressman but other than this lazy family stuff what do you have to show for it <laughs> This well, is one you of probably ought to meet. You Go probably ahead. ought to meet my sisters, actually, because my sisters are far more impressive than the, 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 than the deadbeat brothers that are in the family. <laughs> I got, I'm, I'm, I'm the weak link in all of this. I'm yeah. the weak link in all of this, so I understand. Right, that. I know you're only the president of U.S. Oil and Gas Association. So, <laughs> so tell me um, what is happening and what what's true uh, on the oil and gas situation. What are we really expecting? Mm-hmm. 
Well, sure. But first, you know, you start out talking supply chain. There's 6,000 items that are made from petroleum products. Yep. You know, that's everything from toolboxes and petroleum jelly to football cleats and everything else. And you can't address the supply chain constraints without addressing the ingredients and the base materials that go into building out the supply chain, the supplies for the chain. And the administration, I think, is, uh, you know, when I say we're going back to 1973, it really is. I've been telling people, like, you call it feckless or you call it reckless, but it sure is an energy policy. Glenn, what you have is, uh, I, th- and I think you have a, a situation where people, energy policy is being dictated by people who haven't driven themselves to work for years. Mm-hmm. This is the classic administration, you know, Wall Street, white shoe DC law firm revolving door where people who have been picked up in black sedans for years are now being driven to their offices to make energy policy for the rest of us. It's really, really frustrating for those of us schleps who actually have to fill up twice a week. So can we go back to where you started before we go to gas? Let's go back. The The products that are made from petroleum, um, you know, I used to be a good friend before he passed away of John Huntsman, and I went to his office, and in his lobby, he had this, like, miniature house that was cut in half and it showed everything that petroleum was involved in and i mean it's everything it's everything right how does it how does the the uh the world live without a healthy supply of petroleum well it's you know it's not just gasoline and that that i think is where the administration really uh, misses the mark is is they think, well, we can drop two cents from actions that we did or didn't take, and boy, look how great we are. But the reality is, is anybody who is waiting for anything to be made or is trying to make anything relies solely on this base material, of which we have in absolute abundance across the world, and particularly in the U.S., and yet, for whatever reason, this is sort of that that ideological approach that if it is something that may or may not contribute to a carbon footprint, then it's bad. And that's the whole problem, I think, is, is you have this administration, you have this confluence of events where administration arrives at the same time as demand is starting to increase after COVID, and that administration starts to make bad decisions on day one, and literally every week they make bad decisions with regards to how do we ensure a basic supply of the basic materials we need? Well, now we're now we're talking. I mean, they just did and talking about opening it up a second time. The strategic oil reserve, which I'm not for yeah. when a Republican president does it. That is for strategic purposes. And, right. uh, you know, maybe that's to keep the gas price down if you know it's going to come back down. But with this administration, if they continue to follow what they're doing, Gas prices or oil prices will not come down. They'll get higher and higher as they squeeze even tighter and tighter on these companies. Am I right? No, you're, you're, you know, you're exactly right. And if I could, just for a second, you know, the, the administration opened up the Strategic Petroleum Reserve in, in response to being told no by OPEC. You know, they went to OPEC and begged, please increase production. Well, no, we're going to keep it at what we had planned, they, OPEC had told them. And so the administration came back and said, well... We need to show we need to do something. So uh, let's see, what do we do? Let's dust off the old Marxist playbook that was used by Venezuela. Let's, one, accuse industry of being a cartel or colluding for, for higher prices. And two, we'll, we'll drop more out of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Some perspective. 50 million barrels sounds like a big number. 
Reality is, Glenn, that represents one half of one day of global energy consumption. It's less than two and a half days of U.S. consumption. But the White House wanted to say, look, we're releasing 50 million barrels because it sounds like a big number. But compared to global crude consumption, it's, it's a rounding error. It's tiny. And the markets laughed it off. You know, within six hours, the price of crude had actually increased. So, so it was... <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I'm mean, I'm baffled myself. I just I, say, yeah. <laughs> I, I I mean, it is it is so obvious. Does do you think anybody believes that this administration is doing anything other than crippling the oil oil industry? I mean, do you have any research well, you, or anything that shows perception from people? Well, see, that, and that's a great question. You know, we we sit and we scratch our heads. We we, we say, are they doing this on purpose? Or are they doing this because they don't understand? And if they do it because they don't understand, then they're feckless. If they're doing it on purpose, then they're reckless. And that takes me back to my, my first point, you know. Um, this series of bad decisions, and, and literally it's almost week by week. The reality is, is, is uh, you know, like I'd invite President, if I had a poker night, I'd invite President Biden to poker night because he is the worst poker player I've ever seen. <laughs> he, sends mix, he sends mixed messages all the time. And every single day that goes to the markets. And that's why the markets are, are fluctuating because they can't figure out exactly where the administration's going. Well, wait, what, what is the mixed message here on oil and gas? Great, you know, great question. Okay, so on one hand, they say, well, you know, we're going to do everything we can to, to help consumers. And then literally the next day, they will take an action that will constrain industry's ability to produce. The biggest, the biggest subtle signal, Glenn, goes to Wall Street continuously. Uh, they will, they're using financial rules. They're using the SEC, the Office of Comptroller Currency. They're using the FTC and others to send subtle messages to Wall Street to say, our policy says that you should not, you should not invest in fossil fuel Correct. projects. And so it's really easy to send a bank examiner in to uh, a mid-sized bank and say, let me look at your portfolio Oh, I see that you've got maybe three percent of your portfolio investing in, in uh, uh, fossil fuels. So, what do you have you factored in the climate risk to that? And the the bank manager says, "Well, maybe not." And so he walks out and says, "Let's just unload this." And what's happening is you're seeing a squeeze of liquidity, particularly for the smaller players on Wall Street, where they can't get their capital expenditure budgets funded for the next couple of years because of the uncertainty the administration sends and its, me- and its messages every day. Well, they, they said the the administration or who was it, Stu? Was it Kerry came out and said, the especially the small producers, we will put them out of business. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, <laughs> how, yeah, how, how, so, how, and, how much of our of our daily life is affected by the small producers? By the small. It's about the same amount that is affected by a small farmer, to be honest with you. Agriculture and, and the oil and gas industry are very closely aligned in how, they're, how they structure. You have a few large, large players in the ag industry, but it's the thousands and thousands of small farmers who actually make up the volume. And same with oil and gas. You have a few players that everybody identifies as big oil and beats them up. But the reality is there's thousands of smaller companies who create, who create tremendous volume uh, and add to the portfolio day by day. And it's those guys that are getting hit hardest when they can't get their their budgets uh, uh, approved by their lenders because Wall Street is, is telling them don't do it because the administration is telling Wall Street not to do it. So I've been, I've been begging the audience to get their money out of these big lenders because of this and other things like it. They are 
fully in bed with the Great Reset and ESG standards, which will yeah. strangle all of us to death. Um, right. And uh, and so I've been urging people, please tell them and then move your money to a local bank. Um, tell them why, why you are taking your money out because of the ESG standards. You want nothing to do with it. It's not going to fix the problem, but it will certainly buy time and send a message, hopefully, to the market, the banking market. What else can we do? Well, you know, keep using the product for sure. <laughs> well, I don't think I have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and look, I, I, I've been doing this a long time. I tell people it's a fool's errand to bet against this industry. Uh, it, it is cyclical in nature. And the reality is, is that we produce exactly what people need. And we'll keep doing that regardless of who is, who is dictating policy right now. There is a problem, though, Glenn, that, that nobody talks about the White House, the White House avoids at all at all costs and that is this issue of energy poverty and you know it's mm-hmm. easy for me to say to people use our product but when the reality is look we're industries cognizant of, of this fluctuating price market and how hard it is for people and energy poverty is something very very real you know i don't know if you saw this but uh, there's a gallup poll that came out last week that said 45 percent of americans are reporting financial hardship yep. triggered by increased prices yep seven in ten lower american Households are experiencing real hardship, and that's pushing millions of people back into what we're, what we're calling energy poverty. It's the, it, because you make rational decisions. Do I drive the 40 miles to the doctor? Do I do it on Tuesday or do I do it on Friday? Because I don't know if I can afford the fill up for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. That's really concerning to us, you know. And uh, I, I'm, um, really, industry- I'm really concerned, very, really very concerned, Tim, about this winter. I mean, there are a lot of people that, you know, use oil and gas for their furnace that are going to have to not, not just say, do I go to the doctor, but do I turn the heat up? Um, exactly. And that's I mean, we are we're I don't think no one in the media and certainly no one in the administration is addressing this issue and they're pretending that it's not going to exist. But it is. It's already right. here. Right. And so, you know, if people say, well, what would you tell the administration to do? Glenn, I say, I would say if, if I were to tell the president, I'd say, look, whatever you're going to do, don't do it. In fact, <laughs> I need you to stop trying to help anymore. The biggest help you would do would be is to go back and undo what you've done since January. And when I said, you know, earlier, he's a he's a lousy poker player. All he would have to do to send a signal to the Saudis and the Russians, uh, if he were to stand up and say, instead of, I'm going to release money or release oil out of the petroleum reserve or something else. If you were to stand up and say, I'm going to sign an executive order that removes all unnecessary regulatory impediments to industry and get us back to where we were two years ago, that would send an incredibly powerful market signal. And I, I guarantee you that prices would drop rapidly over the next few weeks and those Americans would be able to afford it. Talking to Tim, uh, Tim Stewart, uh, president of U.S. Uh, Oil and Gas Association. Um, let me take a one minute break here and Tim, I'll come back. I've just got a couple of questions. American Financing NMLS 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org We continue to face so many unknowns, so many market changes, so much inflation. It has never been more important to protect your family and your finances, which is why I want you to pick up the phone today and give American Financing a call. Let them look at your home loan, because whether you have a 30-year, 15-year, even a jumbo loan, it doesn't matter. You'll still get free, no obligation mortgage review in which you'll learn about ways that your homes can your home can work for you. 
They've been helping people just like you for 20 years. Give American Financing a call right now and save money. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. Tim, a couple of quick questions for you. When Barack Obama uh, stopped the drilling, uh, the deep sea drilling uh, in the uh, Gulf of Mexico, I remember uh, talking to oil experts and they said, those things are on long term lease. You get rid of them. It's going to be a long time before they're able even to come back and you just don't build a new one quickly. Can we Correct. reverse this? Is there going to be damage done in the next three years that is irreversible? Well, so given some perspective, when Obama took uh, office, uh, the, the federal oil and natural gas production was about 24 percent or sorry, about 36 percent. Uh, when he left, it had dropped uh, down to about uh, 24%, and natural gas had dropped to 13%. Jeez. And a lot of that is reflecting on not just the offshore, but also his onshore constraints. And uh, essentially, they devalued the federal oil and gas assets, yeah. where it is almost worth nothing. The industry is very, very reticent to, to try and pursue any federal onshore leases in particular. Uh, it's just not worth the regulatory risk right. and locking up the capital for 16, 17 years. Um, one last uh, one last thing. Do you have any idea of what you think? I think gas is going to be. I mean, it just hit five dollars a gallon in California this weekend. Any idea what we could be facing in the next few months? Well, you know, a lot of that is so there's so many unknowns. I mean, with that COVID variant had caused a much greater uh, drop in, in crude prices than anything Biden did. Uh, but we imagine. We're seeing production inventory start to stabilize. Um, from industry's perspective, we don't like oil that's in the eighty dollars a barrel. It's too yeah, it's too uh, difficult for us, and so we're doing everything we can to to get production up to where it needs to be, despite the federal uh, intervention yeah. that's there to keep us from doing that. We're hopeful we get down to Americans can get back to work and and do what they need to do. Tim Stewart, president of the U.S. Oil and Gas Association. Uh, thank you for being on with us. God bless you. Hey, it was great. You bet. Thanks, man. Talk to you later. Back in uh, just a second with more. Oh, we stop at the Cuomo household. Oh, now two brothers unemployed. Mm. Stu has that report when we come back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Standing up for what you really believe in uh, can be hard. And sometimes you don't know how to do it. And you feel like, you know, I don't I, I don't have any juice. Well, you do. I've been talking to you about the banks. Get your money out of these large banks. If we all if just this audience did this, you would send an earthquake of a message to the giant banks. Now, another way to do it. Patriot Mobile. If just this audience switched right now to Patriot Mobile, an earthquake to Verizon and all the big mobile companies, this is how they have won by doing that against people like us in, in, in conservative media. They destroy us. Well, now you have the ability 
to play on a level playing field because you have something that is just as good and will save you money from the big guys. It's patriotmobile.com slash back. Call them now, 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash back. Take action today, patriotmobile.com slash back. Christmas gifts for people who love America. Shop.blazemedia.com. You can save 20% right now by using the code GLEN20. It's shop.blazemedia.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. Um, Stu and I were just talking off air about the metaverse. And believe it or not, the metaverse is coming, and we're going to be talking about it uh, beginning next year. Uh, but you ready for this? Land prices, <laughs> land prices in the metaverse, they're now going for as high as $6 million for a piece of land that doesn't exist. And I'm trying to get my arms around this uh, and find a way to explain it um, because it is going to be a factor and it's going to happen much faster than anybody thinks. Uh, And you need to be prepared to to understand it, because if you're not going into the um, the metaverse, I guarantee your children will. And it will become one of those. It will become something as. As essential, and I say that with air quotes, as essential as a smartphone now. Yeah, because I don't like this version of the metaverse. Yeah, which is where we just stare at our phones and and don't live talk to world. each other. Yeah, right. I don't even this like that. Is, let alone yeah. what this could be. Well, let's go back to the real universe, mm. the, the actual one where there are yet some consequences. Um. Chris Cuomo, the Fredo of the family, was put into the little boat and taken fishing by CNN this weekend. That's nice. Yeah. Nice little trip well, out to the water. Yeah, you should see the Godfather. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Fredo is out on the boat. And um, when they come, when, you know, the guy who took him fishing comes back and goes, I don't know what happened. He was uh, lost at sea along with my shotgun. Anyway, um, they don't say what Fredo did. To finally get him fired. This is a really interesting part of yes. the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we all know what Cuomo has done that should have gotten him fired. Correct. You know, everything from helping his brother to completely failing as a host uh, to lying to the network to lying to his own audience to previous sexual harassment allegations that Correct. were confirmed basically by Chris Cuomo himself. <laughs> right. All of those things did not right. rise to no. the level for uh, nope. for CNN to do anything. Now, eventually they did suspend him and they suspended him based on I think a couple of things. One, there were uh, there was some additional information that came out from the state of New York and we co- covered this a little bit last week. Probably the worst part of this was he was actually targeting one of the women uh, and calling sources to get information on one of the women. But that still wasn't bad enough still for CNN. Enough. Right. Then he also was outed as lying 
not only to the audience, but but to the network itself. So it's one thing to actually break every journalistic piece mm-hmm. of ethics that's ever happened in the history of mankind, mm-hmm. where even their own Jake Tapper himself came out and said no journalist could possibly think this was okay. This is back in May, and they mm-hmm. still didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So he crosses this line where now he's not only lying to the audience and you know ruining journalism, but he's also now embarrassed his employers. So and that's hard. The Brian Stelter uh, came out and said on Saturday uh, that Cuomo had quote caused so many headaches and many staff members at CNN were very unhappy at their decision. This is fascinating because number one, Stelter said earlier he'll be back in he'll January. be back in January. He was the one person who was really kind of on the optimistic Cuomo train here mm-hmm. that he might actually be back. There's a lot of reporting that he was done with Zucker. Because of have, the embarrassment. He might have had a crush on him. Maybe he was thinking, maybe somebody will grab my butt. I, I don't know. Some yeah. people like different things. Yeah. We do have the Selter uh, <laughs> quote, by the way. It's, it's a, this is clip uh, five. Uh, listen to this. This is about a confluence of factors. Mm. Mm. About a series of headaches that seemed like they were never going to end. I said on the air last night when the news broke, this seems like a case of death by a thousand cuts. And my reporting sense backs that assessment up. This was about not any single headache, but many headaches no. that continued to pile up. A hundred thousand in the demo will do that to you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but, he was he was dying. The ratings raised. were dying. And Anderson Cooper came in and they went up, which yeah. is not a huge surprise, I suppose. But I, I think one of the uh, issues here, um, which is bizarre is that the the last cut of the thousand cuts appears to be a brand new sexual harassment allegation against Chris Cuomo mm. uh, that apparently has popped up over just the past few days. And when it was reported to CNN, they said, okay, we just got to get this over with. We got to just, we got to pull the plug on this. This is, this is a disaster. Now they don't want to go through another investigation on this, which is what they'd probably have to do. It comes through a prominent lawyer uh, we don't know any of the details really yet, although the two things that we know is that um, she's remaining anonymous and that it seemingly was pre-2013. So it's an older allegation, uh, not a brand new one. Well, how old were you when you were in 2013? It seems like were, ancient history. Yeah, it Actually, does. I will say it does feel like ancient history for other reasons, but yeah, not for an allegation like this. So this this is coming from the woman who is representing the health policy advisor in Cuomo's administration. Mm-hmm. So that that lawyer was approached by this new person that said, I can't take it anymore. Yes. I'm watching him on TV saying these things. This is just like last week or the week before. And I cannot take it anymore. And went in and filed. And she's like, look, I just, I don't want I wasn't any gonna attention. Do anything. I don't mm-hmm. want anything. I just can't take his constant lies and his imaging of himself as a saint. It's interesting that that has been a common trigger for these allegations you know it's one thing to go up there to to apparently just sexually harass people but it's later on you kind of have that uh, instance where the host is saying something on television and you know the 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 victim the alleged victim is sitting at home and hearing wait a minute this is the same thing we heard with don lemon right don lemon had this incident 
reportedly mm-hmm. with or you know allegedly with this guy at a bar i don't think it's a legend i i, I mean there's all kinds of people that were there he's denying it that so pack it up uh, there but yes <laughs> okay. but there are there are there does seem to be a significant amount of evidence that at least the event occurred i mean yes. some of this other allegations on the side of that it's hard to know but at least that the event occurred in some form yes. anyway uh, it wasn't until he went on the air and said, you know, correct all these things about how allegations need to be taken seriously. And I've always stood up for women in these situations. It wasn't until that that the accuser came forward. Same thing here. We've seen this multiple times now where you know, Andrew Cuomo himself, uh, the same thing happened to him where he uh, initially said to the first accusers, basically, I didn't do anything. What are you talking about? And took this high minded stance. And that that. Uh, inspired his other victims uh, allegedly to come forward and say okay I wasn't gonna say anything but now that you're doing this I have to which is <laughs> amazing and, and, and is so utterly predictable when you know the Cuomo's characters I mean I'm at the point Glenn I'm not gonna have anybody to talk about anymore they're all getting fired <laughs> I, it can, is a 100 percent unemployment rate <laughs> as the Babylon Bee said yeah. in the in the Cuomo household it's worse it's a hundred percent unemployment it is it's sad I mean I I feel like I what am I gonna do I've based my household budget on Andrew Cuomo and Chris Cuomo merchandise I have to reform my entire household budget no no Kids aren't no, going no. To private school anymore sorry kids (laughs) now they're collectibles oh now they're collectibles now they're collectibles by the way available at andrew cuomo is awful.com or chris (laughs) cuomo is worst.com but you're right like it it is at that point where it's it's so uh, over the top and you know the cuomo thing has gone down the 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 rails so fast remember this when andrew was going down when it was finally they came to the end of the road with andrew and they realized this is not savable one thing they did was to leak to every media source covering this before it happened. So it was in all the initial stories that Chris Cuomo actually was the one who pushed Andrew over the over the edge and said, you, you must resign. It's time. Mm-hmm. They tried everything they could to save the secondary layer of Cuomo's from the fall of the first layer of Cuomo's. And they were unsuccessful in doing it. Chris was so out of control and so acted so poorly throughout all of this that they couldn't even save him this after a, uh, losing Andrew. I think this is a really good development. Look, they say that, you know, CNN wasn't affected. CNN was greatly affected, greatly affected, not only in their credibility and exposed who they really are, because they still have Don Lemon and they have uh, what's his name? Jack. Uh You know, Jack. Uh, Jeffrey Tubin? Yes, Jeffrey Tubin. <laughs> so, uh, How did I? So How anyway, did I? Uh, mm-hmm. they still have Tubin and they still have Don Lemon. <laughs> so they really, they, are, they haven't changed. But the key is Andrew Cuomo, or I mean, uh, uh, Chris Cuomo had lost so many viewers. None of us are counted in that. <laughs> I don't know of a soul in this audience was like, you know, but I really liked Andrew Cuomo. I was watching that show no matter what anybody says. Yeah, no. That is hardcore CNN zombies, Mm -hmm. okay? And uh, that audience was going away, went away, went away. That's a good thing. 
That mm. shows that even the hardcore people are like, okay, okay. I mean, I've hit my limits here. <laughs> I've, hit, I've hit rock bottom. Yeah. I think I'm going to stop drinking this Kool Aid. It is. I think, I think it's a positive. I, I, you know, I, I don't think they had any intention of getting rid of them, rid, rid of him if they could have weathered it. And I think they hit that limit where even they said, there's just no, there's no argument anymore. It's possible that. The leadership at CNN felt so personally burned by Andrew Cuomo after, you know, it's like, it's like, remember Hillary mm. Clinton when she came out, she's like, it's a vast right wing conspiracy. And then we've proven obviously to be true. It was so embarrassing to Hillary. Mm -hmm. Right. And everyone said at the time, like, I can't believe she's going to stay with him just because of that. It's Mm -hmm. just, Mm -hmm. she, she made, he made her go out in public and, and defend him with what he knew was a lie. And that is, I think, part of the thing. I honestly think that they would have fired him if it was that before this. Mm -hmm. This is good. Now this. Right. It's too much. Yeah. It's just I can't. What else is there going to be? If we ignore this one, what else is coming next? I think. And you listen to to Stelter's commentary on it. He's right. I think. Yeah, this is the first time. I do think he's right on the analysis there. They were so overwhelmed by his terrible behavior over such a long period of time. They eventually hit their wall. Any normal journalistic organization would have hit it on day one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they it took them a year and a half. No, he hit the he's like a crash test dummy that just put the car back into reverse backed up and slammed against the wall over and over and over again in front of gm's like okay all right enough all right our sponsor this half hour is real estate agents i trust have you ever noticed that if you do a job right the first time you don't have all the irritating hassle of having to do it over and over again because you've done it the wrong way the first time oh Oh, when will my teenagers learn this? When it comes to buying and selling homes, especially in the current market, truer words have never been spoken. Just do it right the first time. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That is your key to doing it right the first time. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It exists as a free service to you, and it, it is the way to make sure that you have the right person representing you, whether you're buying or selling or both. And whether you need one real estate agent to handle both the the buying and the selling because you're moving across the street or you need two because you're moving across the country, we can help you. We will pair you with the people that we have found to be the best agent in your area, somebody who knows the best practices, somebody who understands the crazy housing market, somebody who's a team leader and a closer and somebody who actually listens to you. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home or both, go to realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all, realestateagentsitrust.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. Uh, have uh, uh, Have you been to the movie theater lately? Yes. I saw What'd you see? I saw the French Dispatch. The the what? <laughs> the French Dispatch. You're not excited about it. You you didn't you didn't haven't seen it yet. Uh, no, I I haven't even heard of it. Really? No. No, that's not. 
what 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 exactly is i mean Hmm. don't think i don't watch upstairs downstairs with you lovey but what the hell is that so i'm a fan of wes anderson and wes anderson movies and this is his new one that was supposed to come out in april or may of 2020 um so i have seen the wes anderson and i thought i want to go see that and i don't remember what it was about yeah like you know this is like the royal tenenbaums is one of my favorite movies i love that movie um, and, you know, Moonrise Kingdom and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, there's a bunch of really, really, really uh, good, good ones. ones. Um, and it's you have to really be in the mood for it and really like this sort of stuff. Um, but I did see the French Dispatch. It's like a Wes Anderson movie. If you gave him just said, hey, whatever you do, don't do anything that might bring in a large audience. Just do <laughs> what you want in every single moment. That is the it's French like- Dispatch. Woody, Woody Allen, you know what? You should also play the clarinet right. in all yeah. of your... Yes. yes. On the screen, yes. through all of it, all of it, play, play the, clarinet. the clarinet. That is sort of yeah. what this is. And I like him, so I liked it, but I don't. I, it's not going to break any box office records, I, I fear. <laughs> I don't what think, is it even about? It's basically um, about a mythical um, uh, newspaper... Uh, or like publication um it's sort of like his love letter to the new yorker apparently when he was uh, very young he, that's how he got into storytelling and loves the new yorker so think about think about a wes oh anderson gosh. love letter to the new yorker you know what i saw <laughs> through a fictional lens you know and he I, got this movie nailed that's great so a movie you don't understand <laughs> um uh i saw ghostbusters afterlife oh yeah Good? have you seen it no fantastic really absolutely fantastic gotta see that gotta see that more would you say more audience friendly than the french dispatch well there's a lot of clarinet in this no there's no clarinet in this one yes yes back in a minute